0: Up next on Inside Champ Car, racing on Saturn. Welcome this to this episode here. of Inside Champ Car. Brian Bolanski here, Bill Strong in the box above me, and a guy who races on Saturn. No, wait, Bill. On Saturn or a Saturn?
1: I don't know what I typed. Who knows in oh. on
0: yeah oh, I know what you typed but I'm I'm trying to be
1: it trying to be, be cheeky
0: both. oh I know <laughs> I know
1: Andy like is here on
2: real Saturn man I don't know if I, I could, if I'd want to race there that yeah
1: I, I've seen those gravity uh, simulators where they show you what what happens to the car crash if you're on the sun or Saturn or whatever Jupiter And <laughs> but the Saturn cool car yeah. green mint green and Mostly Mint is your team that you race with.
0: Mostly Mint. Mostly Mint. I like that. No.
1: Andy Cosset.
2: Welcome yeah. to the show, buddy. Hey, uh, thanks. Glad to be here. Glad uh, to join you guys tonight.
0: We're, we're glad to have you. We start every show with the same question, Andy. I'm well, not almost sure.
2: Almost every show.
0: Well, pretty much every show. <laughs> Unless you're a multiple repeat offender. I mean, guest. Um yeah. Uh, we start with the same question and uh, so you're gonna get it if you, if you haven't watched the show this will be a surprise if you have watched the show you'll be like I know it's coming um h- how did you get mixed up in this sport that we that we love
2: well I'll go back just a little bit I when I when I started uh as soon as I was old enough to drive man i I got a car I wanted to drive and i and and my dad was always doing hobby drag racing so I followed that did that for oh, I don't know, about two and a half decades. And I really kind of got bored with it. And uh, then there was this video that my friend Dave showed me of this little 24 hour citrus race over at Nelson ledges road course back in 2009. It was like the last 10 minutes. And I was watching that and the is driving around in a Mazda protege, just making laps. I'm like, dude, we can totally do this. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was at that
1: race. Okay. Yeah we, yeah, we ran a, a Toyota MR2. Since in that 1913, race. that was our, we that was had our second race we'd ever done. Okay. With, uh, with Lemons. Awesome. And we had an absolute blast.
2: So yeah, well, and you know, so that kind of filled a, a gap. I'd been watching a lot of my coworkers that would do like, they're training for 10 Ks and half marathons and marathons and stuff. I'm like, this is an awesome challenge, but I don't wanna run that much. <laughs> You know, I don't want to put in all that practice, but I could do. Let's see if we can do a 24-hour race with a car. That sounds like an interesting challenge. And so that that and that little video is kind of what really got this all uh, the ball rolling on this.
1: That's pretty cool. And uh, you started racing. Now, did you start in lemon? Did you start in lemons, or did you start in Champ Car?
2: I couldn't bring myself to race in lemons. (laughs) <laughs> so I started in Chump Car. Okay. Well, there was a
1: Saturn in Lemons that was all done up like a Saturn V. That's why I thought you guys had, you guys had been there in you know previously. Or did you buy their car?
2: No, uh actually back at you know back at the early days of Chump Car, they were encouraging us to put a to do some type of art or oh, theme in the, the car. Yeah. So we decided that. You know, the car would be the Saturn V rocket, and we chose number five, and had my yeah. daughter paint the Saturn on the hood, the rocket that on the might hood. might have been it. And that's how it all got started. So, there was another Saturn that was running. I don't remember if it was in that race or the Lemons race, but it was done up like the Batmobile. Yeah, I do remember that one. I remember that, that one. So. Yeah, I,
1: that might have been the, the Lemons one.
2: Right, yeah. right. So, yeah, we, we hopped into that race in 2011 and we were all completely green.
1: So, I mean, go back. Why did you choose a Saturn?
2: Well, this is, it, it, it ties into that prior comment, right? We're all green. There's like five of us. None of us have done a lap of door to door racing anywhere. And we're like, okay, it's a 24 hour race. It's going to be in October, it's going to be raining at night. Do you want a front-wheel drive car or do you want a rear-wheel drive car? And we all kind of thought, you know, probably we would be better off in those situations if we want to survive this with a with a front-wheel drive car. So that narrowed the field down. Of course, nobody had been, you know, there wasn't nobody was like, oh, I got all this experience. You want rear-wheel drive, whatever. And so then we started looking at all different kinds of cars and saying, you know what are the requirements? We wanted one with a five-speed, a dual overhead cam, and independent rear suspension, and the Saturn fit that bill. So there was a there was a Ford Escort that uh, somebody was running that we also looked at, but we ended up uh, passing on that one. That I think made the rounds in lemons as well. It was the all the guys that used to have the LTD named after the battleships.
1: Oh, the Enterprise!
2: Yes, the Enterprise. Yeah. So, uh, um, and and they were they were moving on from that car, but at the end of the day, I'm I'm a GM guy pretty much through and through, so that kind of helped nudge it in that direction. So, uh, and we found this car, already with a roll cage in it. The the guy had set it up to run ITA SCCA, so it was a good jump start.
0: So, so the Saturn has the plastic body, right?
2: Yes, it does. That's so correct.
0: Wh- what problems does that bring when you have, um, you know, coming togethers?
2: Well, you know, it's funny you say that because it's actually the reverse. It's one of the positives for this car is you can take a door rub or a yeah. fender rub and it, it just bounces right back. Um, if you hit it too hard, you will crack the plastic. But at the end of the day, you can either get another fender because they bolt on and off or another door panel. Or you can just, what I've done is just put some metal back there and rivet it back together. And just, you see a few rivets on there and just keep going. So uh, we can usually get through the races with uh, duct tape, you know. Sure. But uh, 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 in between, that's that's how you patch it up. So it's actually a lot easier. The car looks a lot less. Has a lot less patina on it than than a a regular sheet metal car. if You're not into replacing the quarters all the time.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, so, what the under the hood on that Saturn? What's the what's the power plant?
2: Well, Saturn made their own uh, 1.9 liter dual overhead cam uh, line four. Okay. Uh, it's a whopping 124 horsepower. Woo so uh from the factory baby so uh but one of the they're early on they were pretty performance oriented the early saturns came with a factory uh four into two header which you know helped a lot and it also had um uh, an adjustable fuel pressure regulator from the factory which is something oh. we able to leverage later on i know crazy wow. stuff so uh um it why helped.
1: was that why was that standard why would they put an adjustable one on it?
2: I don't know the answer to that.
1: That's crazy. That's awesome. It That's was. Crazy.
2: <laughs> it was. Well, it helped us overcome one early on before ECUs were free. This, the, the, yeah. the Saturn factory ECU was really rich. Right. And so, you know, you're trying to go two hours on a tank in Champ Car. So, so what we did was we just turned the pressure down a little bit to get that air fuel ratio Closer to twelve at wide open and high RPMs, and suddenly you're saving fuel and so,
1: going faster.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Toyota does the same thing; they make them super rich, and uh-huh. it makes them last four hundred thousand miles. Right, but it's just you—you know—you tune that, you tune that fuel pressure, and boom! It's—I don't want to say how much horsepower, but it, it's a considerable amount of horsepower.
2: Sure, sure. No, it, it helped, and and that was one of the you know. This process of learning how to race here, that was part of the evolution of, of it. And what was one of the things that I wasn't really thinking about when I first hopped into this, you know, like I built cars, to drag race, and I watched some videos and learned some things, man, we thought what we knew what we were doing was oh, yeah. first race, you know? Yeah. So, um, but, but, you, you know, you quickly, you, know, you
1: quit, you quickly find out that you don't know much of anything.
2: Right. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, we ran out of wheel bearings in the first race. <laughs> so
0: very nice.
2: Very we nice. we had to wait for the parts store to open at nine uh, on a 24 hour race. We were we were stopped for six or seven hours as we were out of bearings. Wow. And uh so, so what 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 was causing that? Do you know ultimately? Well my best um well it was peening the hubs down okay the hub material is a little bit malleable and mm-hmm. it would it would it would allow the bearing to wiggle in there oh. and it was because the suspension was bottoming out okay we'd put these well it came with some uh lowering springs okay which were ultimately probably a little bit of a disservice you know because we we were bottoming out the suspension there right. and so all the energy was transferring into that into that uh bearing and then of course you get the or the, the, the hub. And so then you get the bearings hot and the grease melts and then the bearings are out on the back straight. So that was... yeah, fixed that problem the first time by going with some some synthetic grease. Uh, actually the second year, I think somebody uh, there at the track gave us a clue. Here, oh, you need this grease. And so then we were buying the Timken bearings and taking them apart and packing yeah. them with this super high temperature grease and was it neo yes yes did yes. I give you that no there was I a bunch didn't... of you might have yeah because remember we,
1: we discovered that fairly early I I had been reading some stories about car bearings and how they were they were getting a lot of tr you know I forget what they call it tracing tracking whatever the bearing leaves a a small little gap of grease and the next bearing comes in and there's nothing for it, no grease
2: oh, there. yeah, okay and
1: this would quick the Neo would quickly close up as soon as the ball went through it. Okay. Or bearing went through it. So we stopped our wheel bearing issues when we went to Neo. It's a tub that's massively expensive compared to the stuff you buy at the store. Sure. You know, even redline. But uh yeah, once we went to Temp or went to the Neo, our Tempkins or anything else we use, completely
2: hmm.
1: issues went away.
2: Yep. We resolved that problem again later though, because we could still. Uh, Like even at uh, Charlotte, we did 14 hours and it finished, but the thing was still, the right front was peeing down there because, you know, you're turning left. Oh, yeah, sure, bottoming, sure. So, uh, but uh, I just knew that that wasn't going to make it. I didn't feel very good about going 24 hours like that. So uh, we ended up converting it over to uh, Saturn Ion front hubs, and that's a bigger car and i saw another team did it i'm like oh okay so uh we we uh pilfered that technology and uh we haven't had a wheel bearing knock on wood problem at all since then that really fixed it yeah so saturn being
1: much like opal its own sort of company but part yes. of GM, and they did a lot of their own bits and parts out of the part you know they didn't use parts bin parts was that hard to find parts for in the early days
2: actually no because uh they made gm literally made a million s series uh so the the you know regular replacement parts were available in the stores these cars were littering the junkyards because and we started this in 2011 yeah. and so even the newest ones were nine years old already and so i took photos of many <laughs> Teal Saturns that pull apart where I just didn't need the body panels, you know, right. but, uh, but they were there. And so, you know, we don't consume a lot of transmissions, but I needed one once just went to the junk to pull apart and pull an engine and trans out. And there you go. You know, couple now of they ones. had
1: two, tra- they had two transmissions with that series of car, the first series. So did you, so you had one with a short, you know, the, uh, short ratio, close ratio gearbox, right. And one built for more miles per gallon which, and people would mix and match parts too. Would you kind of play that game or?
2: Well, you, I have never figured out, I've been into many multiple Saturn transmissions, but I never figured out how to change the lower gears. Um, but I did at one point experiment with one of the MP2, which is the more, the single yeah. overhead cam, the more mileage oriented one, uh, putting the fifth gear from the from the MP3 on there so that you'd have a much shorter jump from fourth to fifth but what i learned is that you'd never get to fifth at least i mean like maybe if i took it to road america or you know if we did uh if we did charlotte again where you're without the chicane and the back straight you might get enough speed to do it but otherwise you just wouldn't make it there so um i have that transmission still it's 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 the spare yeah
0: are any problems now getting parts? Obviously, Saturn's haven't been made since when,
2: yeah. Not, uh, 2001 one or two, I think, okay. was the last year they made those. Uh, so they
1: were out for 25 years, so they actually shut down, shut the doors at 25 years. Huh. I was reading, yeah, the right, Wiki. yeah,
2: so right, right, it was 2011 we're, or something. Yeah, Saturn made a lot of other vehicles after this. Yeah. The S series was uniquely theirs.
1: Oh, they're they're,
2: they're, like they started that whole company on the S Series Saturn, which they made the the coupe and the four door and the wagon, and they made them for a decade, and then eventually they GM decided, well, you know, we want to move these people to a different car, and then they started making the same models as some of the other GM brands, just rebranded and things, and oh, there was somewhere like
1: somewhere like Sobs and. I think Saab was one of them, and Opal, they made a bunch, brought in a bunch of Opals. There, and...
2: there may have been one other one, the L series, I think, that came after the S series that was unique to Saturn. But after that, it started being all the same, and eventually, it you know, it didn't differentiate itself anymore. Right, right. You know, I get a lot of people who come up to, to me and they go, oh, yeah, I had a Saturn. You know, because they were very popular, mm-hmm. uh, very inexpensive car. It was like a club uh with all the people that own saturn's back back in the 90s so they
1: were raced big time everywhere showroom stock and Mm -hmm. um just everywhere
2: uh yeah and i picked up some things from you know tracking down some of those people and finding out what they did to their cars so um i mean i my exhaust configuration is directly off of one of those cars so uh but yeah to answer your question so far it hasn't been a problem Uh, Finding parts for the car, Um, I would say, you know, the heads and the uh, transmissions will probably be the hardest things to find. But so far, uh, we're not out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would think with all of the cars that they made and the fact that the bodies are plastic, they lasted probably longer than most cars. And as long as people are looking for aftermarket, you know, even just like OEM replacement aftermarket parts, if if people are buying them, they'll keep making them.
2: Right. Yeah, it's not a pro- it's not a problem yet. I mean, I bet, I suppose eventually it will because, you know, there's a lot less of them on the road, sure. uh, at least around here in northeast Ohio. They're uh, you know, they put salt on the roads here and those there were guys in this area that had a business of changing out the front subframes because, huh. you know, the body panels were plastic, but sure. the subframes are still metal and right. they, you know, so they would rust out. And they'd ship up truckloads of them from the south, and they'd change them out for you.
1: Nice. Yeah. Now you, you still run the 15-inch wheels on there, or did you move up to
2: a different size? Um, no, we run the 15s. Uh, we, uh, you know, you can get a couple different sizes. I mean, 215 and 225s, pretty readily available. Um, I've ran the stock wheels uh, uh, for a long time. Uh, we we did find some Borbits that were, seven inch which really helped the uh, the tires the, the the 215s or the uh the were a little bit uh or 205s i think is what we run most of the time they're a little they were a little crunched on the stock Saturn wheels so uh it really helped to do that and uh, we experimented with some eight inch bassets too but to get those to fit under the fenders you really have to like bow the fenders out on the car you know i mean we literally That's- is that where you use heat,
1: like a hairdryer or heat gun?
2: I just used extensions, and it, the place where it attaches in front of the door, I just use a little metal piece of metal. Oh, okay, right. yeah. And didn't have to. Uh, we could have gotten into plastic melting. I'm sure <laughs> welding <laughs> oh. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Never uh, did not uh, did not master that craft yet for this uh, for this car.
1: Uh, is that body kind of temperamental though when it gets into like rubbing and or rubbing is racing? You know, like when you get next to a yellow
2: i don't know toyota mr2 <laughs> no it, it, it's super forgiving it is mo- way more forgiving you know you you get a little ru- ru- rub on the left front you just go get a touch up and sh- sh- and that's it you know yeah so. <laughs> so is it is it
1: is it the body color underneath that is it molded in that color no. or is
2: it oh, no okay. it's not that's not yeah that would be cool <laughs> yeah right well that would be really nice no it's this light yellowish color like all the other plastics. Oh, right. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you find used parts. You try not to find, you know, red ones if you can because you put that over and then they get scratched up and your car looks like Christmas. (laughs) You know? Dark green's okay. Black's okay. Silver, you know, whatever. Just try to avoid the the red red car parts.
0: I, I always appreciate the racers in Champ Car who don't take the easy route, you know, if you to pick a Mustang, there's lots out there and, and people to help you with the car. If you pick, you know, uh, uh, one of that, that Miata thingy, you know, one of those. Yeah. There's lots of people out there driving that those. Uh, but I, I love the folks who, and don't let this go to your head, Bill. I love the folks who choose an Opal or an MR2 or a Saturn and kind of go it on their own and learn, you know, all through the school of hard knocks how to make the car a last B go fast. Um it, was that was that thought part of your thought process when you chose the Saturn?
2: You know, I we weren't that smart. <laughs> yeah, I like you. <laughs> we just picked we picked the car to to make it through that race and you know, after a couple years of get going we did a couple 24s at Nelson and then the 14 and then we started venturing out to other tracks but It was at the, you know, at that point, we had already committed to the program. You're learning the car and you're like, okay, what do I need to make this car faster? Instead of sticking your head up, looking around and going, you know, dude, if you started with an E30, (laughs) you probably would have had a much easier uh, 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 path getting fast. But by the time we'd started figuring out this car, like one of my buddies was on the team and he decided that he wanted an E30. And he went out and got one and we raced. Matter of fact, we did at, uh in 2016, I think it was, we did a the mid-Ohio race, uh, mm-hmm. the Monday race. Yeah. And we swap we drove each other's cars. That was kind of fun. Yeah. But uh, but he but I finished uh, the Saturn finished fifth and he finished sixth. And uh I within a fast lap of the day, we were within a few tenths. And that so, was so what's that? That
1: was my car, the fastest lap
2: thing yeah well yeah. between us two, right i mean yeah, yeah you, dude, oh, between you, were, you two yeah yeah between you were in your own time zone but between uh, us
1: up until we weren't and then you still beat us because we broke
2: well that's, a that's
1: one our bank one right yeah i think that's one our bank one
2: okay yeah yeah well and well you know go back in the memory uh in, in the wayback machine and in 2016 we were chasing you at uh at charlotte too you guys had a uh, work yes. so far ahead we had a nine wounded. lap lead plus and then
1: yeah and then we just started losing gears then it was like then we started losing uh spark like coils yeah. coils yeah. yeah and it just like now you drive a saturn i know the whole world's out there just laughing ah they drive a saturn right what's what's behind you
2: what's behind me
1: what is behind you in that little case
2: oh yes okay
1: so he has a saturn but he has these
2: that's my trophy case right he's,
1: there he's got so, trophies yes. from that saturn from champ uh, park
2: yep it's got a couple of a uh, couple of podium finishes uh at, at uh at charlotte uh chasing the mighty uh mr2 and <laughs> uh, and and that those at e36 I'm telling you, I can't beat those BMWs. Nobody there's too can't. many of them. But uh, uh, and then also in uh, in 2018, we finished third overall in the uh, in the 24 out at uh, out of Nelson Ledges. So uh, and there's I think about five class wins there. Right. Um, we uh, the early ones were class A, but then little odd story. Our our engines 1.9 liters, which is right on the line. And eventually, we had to bore the block out, and it went to 1.92, and yeah. that moved us up to B class. So, yeah.
1: and, and the funny story about that: at the time, there was nobody in B class, so that was even better. So yeah. I know
2: it was a gift. Yeah, you know. So. so,
1: one of the really cool things that I like about most bent racing is it's just not you and a bunch of friends; it's you and your family that do this. This is a family operation. Like your kids are involved. Your daughter's racing. Your daughter's putting the car on its roof. I got a picture. I got a picture during a practice weekend a bunch of years ago, and you were talking about how your your daughter was going to go out and drive the car for the first time. And the next picture I get is a car upside down Oops, at (laughs) Nelson ledges. And I'm thinking, Oh my God, (laughs) but it was okay. She was okay.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. It, It was, uh, she's learning to drive actually, um i'll tell a little bit of the story and we'll work way our way up to that and and it's it has been a family thing and that really got started in 2013. okay in 2011 and 2012 i actually had to leave the track to go coach my son's soccer team (laughs) so it was like you know half an hour or 40 minutes away and uh uh it was just weird how that felt that came together but then in 2013 they came to the track. And so for the first time, I'm making laps and my kids are reading off lap times. I'm like, this is really cool. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously I got a lot of passion for this and and it rubbed off on them. So, you now my daughter turned 16. We're like, what do you want for your birthday? She's like, I want my helmet and my fire suit. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> That's okay.
1: awesome. So, uh, and how was
2: so, mom with that? Uh, both of them <laughs> learned to drive stick shift on the street in this car. Oh wow. So, with the numbers, I mean, we're driving around neighborhoods and stuff, you know. Yeah. So, because it was the only stick shift car we really had at the time. Right. And so that's how they learned to drive. And um so during her process of learning, we, you know, we started with an automatic car. We had a Chevy Impala police car that she took the first couple times. But then after that, it's like, okay, it's time for you to start, you know, taking the stick shift car on the track and it was also my son's first track day and also the first i might have been the very first time uh anyone ran on a new pavement at nelson Legend's yeah
1: that's right that yeah it 2017 was. yeah
2: uh, but she so what you don't know about that story or maybe you don't know is that the reason i wasn't in the car with her at the time this happened there was another there was a driving instructor with her um was that my son had gone off at Oak Tree and we were checking over the car to make sure that it was okay before he would take his car before he uh before he went back out again. So there was a very short time where, you know, the daughter the daughter's like, you know, you you just ran into the tire barrier. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until uh until you know 20 20 minutes later that she slid the thing. Uh she uh had the same experience that many people do with front wheel drive cars early on when you're pushing them is lift throttle oversteer right and she oversteered a little bit at the kink which is the terrible time to do it and so instead of powering through it she hit the brakes and the car went around and she slid 130 yards into the barrier at a slow speed and the car went up on the barrier came to a stop and then went oh over on the roof
0: so a lazy little a lazy little rollover
2: yeah, it, And and that didn't even scratch the paint. So oh, I didn't nice. have to paint it.
0: Nice. You know.
2: And, and, and did what it, so did it go back so up the same it, day? Oh, dude, I had to go fetch a trailer to take it home because it did break the windshield.
0: Oh. You
2: know, and it pushed the roof down a little bit. Okay. Um uh, the cage was just there was just a little bit too much room there between the cage and the and the and the roof. So there was some strategic straightening required there in the...
1: You didn't cut the roof off and lower it a good two inches?
2: Just to no, the air, the air no, roof. none of that. <laughs> we weren't that smart, Bill. That would have been a great idea. Um, actually, there was probably uh, not enough room for us to fit in that car, ah. lowering the roof. I mean, I as it was, I had to lower the the way the seat mounted so that I could clear the bar, you know, right. you gotta, the got to keep your helmet below the bar you know right.
0: i've never so. had that problem bill
1: yeah i know i know you have it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my problem is i have to make the car wider not yeah. shorter <laughs> or not taller
2: <laughs>
1: so so what was that that ride like home with the two kids you know one one puts one off into tire barriers one one puts it on top of the tire barriers
2: well and so i guess there was one other part of that story so like my wife has been coming to the races yeah. she started coming to the races too um and she was there and she was standing in the observation tower so she watched this whole thing happen i "I am afraid that this might be the last day that that we get to do this but (laughs) you know rachel hopped out of the car she was fine she was like worried i was going to be super pissed but she was fine and the and the uh, uh, instructor was fine nobody was hurt or anything so uh we ended up taking my son's cracked up car. I mean, well, those were the only two cars we drove. So his car was the car we drove home. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> so,
2: but I don't think there was any, uh, um, there wasn't too much, you know, maybe a little bit of, uh, uh, I, I, you know, back talk or trash talk from the son, but not nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't continue. I mean, and we your, all, daughter, <laughs>
1: your, your daughter turned out to be a pretty darn good driver.
2: She oh, can wheel too. Yeah, she can wheel the car pretty good. And I, I think, you know, uh, at the beginning, I learned pretty early on that I'm a bad passenger. Hmm. Okay, because <laughs> she was out there pushing the car, and it was freaking me out. This was the this was the the Impala, and I'm like, this late, this girl has no fear, which is awesome, you know. But then when those things happen, it you know it brings you down to earth a little bit. So yeah. uh, she can handle the race car. Uh, she needs a little bit more time to really get the pace good though, but, but she knows how to handle the race car. And she, uh, she got her chance to, uh, in the last time we raced at Nelson in 2021, she got a chance to put in a couple stints, um, in real life. Um, the first day was that driving rain day and uh, the practice too, there was so much water. So she got baptism by fire or, uh, I don't know, I guess.
1: That was good. That's a good learning experience. Ask my son. <laughs> your daughter probably had a better time. Uh,
2: so, the- yeah. Yep. She also, I mean, you know, this bill, she spent a lot of time crew chiefing. Uh, oh yeah. It started. So uh, she's very organized and I'm like, man, I, this is going to be a great, uh, a great, op- a great thing for you uh, to put on your resume. And yeah. you know, she did. And she ended up working at uh, Penske was her first job. And of course, oh wow. Every place she goes, they're all super interested in 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 uh, in hearing about her experience with the sure. with the car. So it's pretty cool.
0: So what's next up for for Team Mint, uh, race wise?
2: Most mint, most mint, I I've... most mint. Uh, well, that's a that's a. I knew that question was coming. So I said, <laughs> um, I started uh, building a C four. Okay. That's what I heard. And I'm going to tell you it's about 60% done.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: But, you know, I probably thought it was 60% done two years ago, also. So,
1: (laughs) you know, so is it us us mid packers, 60% 60 is a done car.
0: Well, that's what I say. Which 60% (laughs) is done? Is it 60% done enough that can actually go on the racetrack? Or is the 60% that's done doesn't include the stuff that you need to actually go on the racetrack?
2: Well, it's drivable and it's got a lot of the, uh, you know, I've added all of the heavy duty cooling stuff up front. Um, I still have an AccuSum to install. I still have to finish the roll cage. Um, It's got a mule engine in it right now. So um, it's really not very fast. And it, uh, you know, it has done one track day just to help uncover, you know, some of the weak spots in it. And uh, so I've addressed all that stuff, but there's a lot more work to do before this is going to be ready to go on the track. So there I'm also kind of thinking that, you know, at this point I feel like it might be time to pass the torch along a little bit and my son has expressed some interest in the Saturn. So I'm pretty sure that he's going to end up with it. Um I really would like to be able to get into a, an event where uh both of them and me get to drive the same car.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: at least one time. So, uh, for me, you know, I've been doing a little bit of crew chiefing. Um, I need to find the, the right set of circumstances will get me back in the car again. But right now there's like so many other projects going on. It's just not finding its way to the top of the pile.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: So, uh, once my son gets settled, he just moved into a new house. Once he gets settled over there, I expect we'll have some time to, uh, put this, the Saturn back together and I can see it having a good future in, uh, in f class cool. now which is a
1: great class but now we're talking so you know the history of champ car nelson ledges it's been pretty good Uh we've done a lot of races i love the track i love the people there it's just it's a fun place it's not a country club track right it's it's a little rough around the edges but to me that's part of the endurance experience i don't like being catered okay maybe i like being catered to but this this track you're not going to be and it's part of the experience and part of what you have to get through to get to the finish line. We've been offered a pretty darn good price to race at Nelson Legends. And mm-hmm. I brought this up to Chelsea the other day, and she said, get me cars, do a poll. So I did, we're getting some cars. Nice. So it's uh, hopefully we'll be able to go back. We have to confirm that they're actually cars and not, you know, 36 votes is, is 36 cars or is 36 right. vote six cars? So, you know, yes, you know, six guys per team, but um, you know, I would like to do a fourteen-hour race there. I think that would be pretty awesome. Um, the uh, twenty-four I think is out of the question. I, I don't. Um, it's it's we we do one a year. Yeah, sure. Because it's really sure. tough on our staff, and right now we're we're down some staff, so you know, getting okay. people trained in time. So, but yeah, it's up oh, now. I'm telling, it's forty-one votes for a race now. So that's good. Awesome. Um. And, and I think five of those cars are John Wittenhauer's, right, John? <laughs> <laughs> but um, tell us a little about Nelson Ledges from your point of view, because this is your local track. You've raced there a lot, and it has, when we started racing there under the old ownership, wasn't in good shape, you know, yeah. air, nothing was in good shape there.
2: Yeah, right. And... There were uh, various reasons for that, and I, I guess I won't uh, uh, sling too much mud. But okay. basically, w- back in before 2017, uh, there wasn't a lot of a lot of the money that was being taken out was not being put back into the track. Right. Uh, that was decisions of the track management that, uh, at the time. And so it all came to a head there. I don't know, maybe 2014 when yep. it got to the point where the track really wasn't drivable. There was too much material coming up. And so that started a process of, you know, eventually changing the ownership. It, it changed track management once, and uh, they ran motorcycles there for a while, which are, a, it's a lot easier on the track, obviously. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So that was a good fit to keep things going. Well, I started getting involved with them. Uh, I mean, you know, I started at Nelson Ledges, uh, and we've done, I think, uh, was it like six of our 14 race weekends have been there and there wasn't any rate, any champ car races there from 2014 through 17. Right. Yeah. They didn't so, didn't do any. No, because yeah. the track was a disaster. I yeah, mean, it wasn't, yeah. you know, it was not at a place where, uh, chump car, uh, turn champ car wanted to, you know, put on, you know, a, a safe event. So, uh, but the current ownership came in there and i mean it made a big statement in 2017 when they put down new pavement. Yep. Um they've done a lot of things to improve this track and i've been involved multiple steps of the way. I mean i i was there at you know before the current ownership clean uh showed up helping clean up the track. I mean literally just getting rid of all of the old buildings and trash that had been laying around, trying to clean the place up so that, you know, it, they can have a foundation for building something better. And so they've been busy there a little at a time, you know, but uh, we, we got rid of all the blue guardrails in the pits. So now, you know, there's a Jersey barrier there. So if somebody comes in there, they're not just going to go right through the rail and, right. um, They've the the pavement quality there is a lot better. There's a lot more paved areas. They've they've redone the buildings. The tech shed actually fell over, I believe.
1: Yeah. So they a got a nice storm, new yeah.
2: shed there, and uh, they're working their way through so many different things. Um, you know, I've talked with the track uh, ownership uh, or management, I should say, more often than ownership. Yeah, Fred. I both know him, Brian and and Fred. Yep. And so uh you know they're sharing with me some of the challenges that they're going through i mean um, i i watched the story of how vir got reborn mm-hmm. and how easy it was for them with the local jurisdictions to tell them to just go ahead yeah and do what you want you know and it's it's not quite that easy right. here and you know you have uh, i don't know very many tires there and it's not easy to just, you know, do what you want with them. The EPA is something to say about that. So they're spending, a part of the reason it's taken so long is they're spending a lot of time working on these things, trying to get those so that they can do something more state of the art um, in, in terms of that. But uh, but the, the renaissance of the track is real. Uh, They've got activities going on there every week, multiple days per week. You can get on that track to practice relatively inexpensive. Right. A couple hundred bucks, uh, you know, uh, uh, if you want to do a regular, a couple of the track days are in the low 200 ranges. So it's pretty easy to get a track day. They're pretty laid back there. That's one of the things I really liked about that track. It's got that very grassroots kind of feel to it. Um, My opinion, you know, uh, it's, I've been to Gingerman, I feel like it's pretty close. You know, in terms of uh, in, in terms of what they offer. so I,
1: I've done maybe thousands of laps on that track. No, I don't know about thousands. I'm close to a thousand. I've done a lot of laps on that track. Yes. 20, I've done a lot of 24s there. Most of my 24s are not. And lots of track time. There.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a difficult track to get fast. It's an easy track to drive until you start getting fast and then it'll catch you out. Yeah, it'll catch you out hard.
2: Yes. Well, a- absolutely. It it's a it is a fast track. This is one of the things that if you like driving fast, this is a great track to go to for road course because and, and also it's super easy on brakes. Yeah. I mean, we did our first couple of races we ran uh Hawk high performance street pads for 24 hours and they made it. Yeah. You know, I did, and I, we went to pit race on the short layout in 2013 <laughs> and they were gone in six hours. And we're like, whoa, wake up call, you yeah, know, yeah. back to where we thought what you were doing. So it's very fast and you, you, yes, it's easy to get around there, but getting around there quickly does require uh, quite a bit of finesse. Very smooth on the inputs. Yeah.
1: And, so. it, you know, and there's certain rules that if you get off the track, there's a certain, you know, don't try not to steer out of it in this point, or, you know, you just, just hang on, you'll catch it, you'll come back, and a lot of guys fight it, and they end up playing space shuttle. Yeah,
2: well, yeah, you know, there are a lot of places where there's a lot of runoff of this place, but there are also some that are where there's not as much, you know, and... you can't, you, you need the barriers there. Right, right, I and mean, they don't, you can't have infinite space and, and the tracks on the other side, so... Um, but you know, my experience has been, uh, you know, for the for me, the you know, the one time my daughter put the car on a roof, she backed into the barrier. It wasn't an optimal configuration. It happened, okay, yeah. but it still stopped the car, and that's pretty much you know been my experience with them is, you know, it yet yeah, it doesn't uh, you know, if you don't want to, I don't know. Hit the barrier, keep on the track. You know, yeah. if you're worried about yeah, what the barriers right. are going to do. Stay on the track. But also, I I can remember vividly one of the races. I think it was 2018, where I came through turn one and somebody put down oil, and I was going out of that corner and suddenly I was not on the track anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I slid a long way. Yeah, and I'm telling you, Bill, I was this close to the tire wall but i went i um, the track was like small i was so far away it was mm, crazy yeah. so yeah. so I, yeah. there are some places there that that give you a lot of room and then there's other places you just have to have a little bit more respect right, right. so um i'd lost Res- it.
1: Respect. respect that's a really good word
2: sure i'd lost it the first race i lost it in my last stint uh going into the kink but i spun around and i just you know was care. I, I didn't go crazy, but it just kept going in the right direction, which wasn't towards the walls. And uh, I came to a stop there and uh, just came back up on the track and kept going. So, yeah. so there's it's not all bad. But yeah. there's also
1: many hundreds of teams that have been to Nelson Ledges that nothing happened. They raced, they went home. Oh, yeah. They
2: had great. Absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 and you have good experiences there, you know, I yeah. mean, it's a very uh, low key environment, you know, the, the, um, you're never, you're also not going to run into a lot of traffic on your way to Nelson ledges. Okay. <laughs>
1: well, you might see some horses and carriages.
2: Yes. I've seen Amish people observing the races there. Yeah. They yeah. actually
1: pull up and they watch a race. Watch. It's pretty no, funny. It's, yeah, pretty cool.
2: it's awesome. so, That's cool. They're so, sitting there
1: cheering you on coming through that last corner.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes so you know overall i i my experiences with that track have been really good um it's like my child though so you know for a completely objective um it's it's as close to my child as a track can be let's go with that yeah you know i always have a soft spot in in my heart for that place really enjoy the place um and you know with all the improvements they've done there really putting the the fresh pavement putting in all of the Candy stripes, you know, so, uh, so that you have some curbing in places has really helped improve the driving experience. And, yep. oh, by the way, uh, if you want to race in the wet, uh, it has good wet grip
1: there. It has really good wet grip,
2: you know, no I, matter
1: how much rain is on it.
2: That, oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> so like it
1: tracks it's, it's scary it,
2: it really has good wet grip and i've been at places where it's a roll it's a skating match yeah spring well uh sebring okay yeah well, so mid ohio is what came to my mind oh yeah mid ohio too yes on the I groove see. there is a definite yeah. wet groove there because yeah. the the dry groove is super slick yeah,
1: so mike helm told me hey take it on the inside there i said dude there's no tire stripes down there from guys driving on. There's no way in hell I'm going down there because I'm barely hanging on out here. No, yeah. no, trust me, just no, nope, nope. We're <laughs> going where everybody else is going.
2: So uh, it, it's it's a good uh, so so you know the 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 track season now they're really keeping up on it. As far as I'm concerned, it's you know it's in it's in solid racing shape. So uh, and the grip is good. Cool.
1: Cool. Anybody? The other point, the other, yeah, the other point that people have is that the toilets suck there. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm there to race, (laughs) not sit on a
2: toilet. So, you you know, there's two, the the last several races, they brought in uh, a separate like trailer. I'm not talking about porta pots here. We're talking about a trailer. You walk up into it, you know, like, like this is like the poshest. I don't know thing I've ever seen. So between that and the the uh, this stuff's functional. I don't know yeah. what
1: to say. Well, you know, you know what the internet is. You know, 15 years ago, my father's uncle's brother's sister's cousin's uh, friend, boyfriend, girlfriend raced there, and you know, in 1932, it was really sucky.
2: So you know, it's like well, and, you know, to be fair, when we cleaned up that place, there were probably about four or five outhouses that were straight up outhouses. <laughs> That we took down. I mean, they're gone. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you know, what's there now? Okay. It's not state of the art, it's brand, not brand new. But, you know, again, it's it's a it's a kind of thing where um you've got, how do I say this? You've got rules you have to follow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or you can just, you can't just tear up the whole thing and build a new one. You gotta, you gotta meet all the the you know there's grandfathering existing stuff in and and that's going to be some challenges for them to overcome
1: but you also remember that champ car brings its own high-tech stuff so we add high-tech to the track we have flagtronics
2: we have lighting
1: you know so it's uh eh, we we won't lose you out in the forest anymore actually they cut down all the trees in the forest which Mm -hmm. i think sucks i liked having that forest over (laughs) by oak tree i did because it made it blind you were going in there relying on that corner worker.
2: The first few years we were there, it was definitely, it was dark. And it reminded me very much of being out at VIR at night. Yeah. Very dark out there. And so, but then they started bringing in uh, a bunch of lighting. Yeah, we had the lights, yeah. Yeah, and uh, at, it got to the point where our laps were faster at night because the air was cooler. Yep. And yep. you could see just as well as you could during the day. So, right. uh, at least I could pick up all the breaking points and everything like that. So, you could you could seriously haul the mail there. I mean, one one of my all time favorite stints was a night stint over there at, uh, at Nelson. Well, let me
1: let me finish it up on this. Let me promise everybody that we are going to have we're bringing back lights to night ra- night racing. They kind of okay. disappeared for a few years, but we're bringing them back. Awesome. Uh, Chelsea likes the lights, and our corner workers like the lights. So. Well, Andy, thank you very much for joining us. Sure. And uh, um, we will see you at the track either in a mostly green Saturn. Yes. Or is it going to be a green Corvette? No,
2: Corvette's red. There we go. You know, like the Saturn teal was the thing for Saturns in the early 90s. Yep. Yeah. Red was the thing for Corvettes. So I'm going with the car, the color the car came with. I really hope to see champ car out at Nelson next year. I'd, I'd love to see everybody out there. Um looking forward to that event. And uh, it was great to, uh, to chat with you guys. Yep. And Fred says, great job. There you go. All right.
0: All right. Thanks and, and Fred. Andy Kosick, Thank you so much for being with us. We'll be back in just a second with some news and notes. Don't go anywhere.
2: Hear that? Believe it or not. Summer is just around the corner.
1: I'm willing to bet that nobody will ever find those big valves.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to Inside Champ Car. I'm Brian Polanski. Bill Strong here.
1: Are we live?
0: Yeah, we are now.
1: <laughs> that never happened.
0: <laughs> Nothing happened. Nothing at all Nothing happened.
1: happened. Brian, that was great. That was a great little show. Yeah. I've I wanted to have Andy on here for a long time. Um, like I said, his family's out there race, racing. The kids are crew chiefing and his daughter i remember her she was just a young girl out there um over 16 of course because you got to be on pit lane that's right but um she was out there crew chiefing and helping along and and uh you know washing windows helping change tires and yeah. stuff and love it. that was really cool seeing him last race doing that so
0: love
1: it hey uh we are at road america we got a tech tip tonight but we'll wait a second to do that we're at road america coming up um just to let you guys know chelsea sent out an email this morning Uh, basically no early load in. Um, you gotta wait till after, I think it's five o'clock. Check the subs, check your email. Uh, there's some important information there. Uh, they have some private testing going on on Thursday. So you won't be allowed in till, to, uh, drop off your trailer till, uh, till later. Okay. Um, any, all the photographers have been approved. So any late photographers, sorry, you got to do it a couple weeks beforehand. And, uh, that's already been sent off to the track. So you guys got your email. Please check your email. Um, 6 p.m. is what Tim says. Thanks. Tim read the email. Thank you, Tim. I just skimmed it because, you know, it's from my boss. Yeah. <laughs> who needs
0: emails from your boss? No, nah, who does that?
1: So, uh, yeah, Landyager Cup. Please make certain that everybody completes the online event waiver. That is available at champcar.org forward slash register forward slash events.php. And that's all you need. Just right. go there. Just click the events link. And uh, it's right there. Do the uh, quick waiver and gotta take a picture of yourself. I took one at the dentist. That's pretty cool. And before uh,
0: or after the teeth were cleaned?
1: Oh, before. Okay. So big green teeth and a big thing around my, you know. Yeah. So hey, we got a tech tip. Detective time. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so we have a a um, head of tech. Yeah, I won't say his name, Ray Frank. <laughs> that uh, he seems to think he's a race car driver, which he is. Seems to he's, think. <laughs> he, he, I'm sorry. Did is that the way that came? I didn't mean it to come out like that. Oh. So he seems to think he's a race car driver. He um he has a uh, was at a racetrack Sunday uh-huh. and. Uh, south boston speedway oh yeah a little circle track you know raised from that circle track era also did road racing and karting and all kinds of cool stuff over his lifetime because he's really old
0: the uh the home tracks of of wendell scott Mm -hmm. denny hamlin Mm -hmm. the burtons yeah ward and
1: and a a whole bunch of other people that most road racers have never heard of
0: there you
1: go i don't know but yeah so continue. Ray was there and he got he he's got a lot of friends. Ray's kind of famous in the circle. Famous Ray. Era. Famous Ray. He uh painted a lot of cars, did a lot of body work on cars. Okay. Worked on uh, you know, cars, got asked by Richard Petty to come work for him and by who? He was like, no. Some by- guy named Petty.
0: What well, and he turned him down? Yeah.
1: Ray tells a story, like, you know, he's all excited. You're like, oh I, Then he said, well, then he learned later on that he asked everybody shop guy to come work for him. So <laughs> 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 which i still cracks me up you can leave that part really, of the story out yeah but ray is really good really good body guy yeah and and uh paint and body guy i should say he better he, be because and he's a really good race car driver too but i don't want to say that in front of him because you know he's <laughs> he'll he'll won't let me live that down but uh he hops in the car and promises the owner you know the owner's like "Oh, will go out there and have fun you know and he's like man i'm just gonna take it easy i want to be i can't do it in ray's accent but you know i'm gonna take it easy I'm not going to do something, anything stupid, and so he goes out and gets. He's getting used to the car, going around the track, and I think it's like what quarter, half mile track, quarter yeah. mile track, something like that. Think, yeah, something like that. And uh, he's going around it, and then he all of a sudden he gets hit. Uh oh! And all of a sudden he just hears just the loudest noise he's ever heard, Uh-oh. like a seven. Foot, he, he said it was up there with the tornado noise that we had. Oh boy! A weeks ago, <clears throat> and he um he remained cool under fire. That's good. Kind of hit a wall, yeah. scraped a wall, and then kind of kept. He's on the brakes, and it's still moving for some reason. And he gets pushed up into the turn one wall. Uh oh! And ends up over by turn two. And then as that happens, he sees a car like flip over and Ooh. boo 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 boo. Not his car. Well, that's somebody good. else's car. So supposedly that noise was over his left shoulder was the car, the other car. Now I'm hearing this secondhand from Ray. I'm probably sure. telling it all wrong, but um that car hit him and the engine's right right here. Oh boy. And just white stuck wide open throttle and just pushed him, a faster car yeah. than what he was driving. And um it just pushed him all the way through, but once they hit that wall, it you know, it couldn't push any further, so it just went over the top and rolled couple of times he counted to the track people said it was three times that guy
0: oh boy
1: everybody's okay Ray's a little beat up this morning and uh but he he'll be all right but um I asked him I said you know what what, what do you want me to talk about for a tech tip because we had our tech meeting earlier sure, today sure, sure and um one of the things he said was how fast shit happen huh. in racing and uh stuff goes wrong really really fast yeah um sometimes in your head i've been there everything happens in slow motion but in real life it is fast and um you know when you're under that pressure to save the car you're under that pressure trying to figure out what's going on around you and what your next step is going to be and this goes back to our little tornado story it's just like we we we're trying to figure out what was our next step what right. happens if this car flips over what happens if we do this what happens if i hit that um and you've got it as a race car driver or even the crew you guys have to be able to work under pressure right and think about what's the next step right what do i do and this sometimes this stuff happens so fast that you don't have time to really think about it so it right. needs to be instinctual you need to know to shut that power off to shut the the you know to pull the fire bottle in case you know in case you see flames or smoke or somebody's yelling pull the pin pull the pin (laughs) um and you know you have to have those as tim puts it you have to have that plan or john puts it you have to have that plan b too yeah you know what if i pull that that fire bottle and the whole t handle comes off of my hand what the hell do i do you know um what's the next step and And,
0: and, you know what's key to that bill is sitting in the car in the garage at home with all your stuff on yeah and thinking to yourself okay if I'm upside down because you know when you're sitting in a car you can lean yeah a little bit even with your belts on can I do that if I'm upside down maybe maybe not right you know what happens if if the if you roll if the car stops with the driver's side door and window, up against stuff can i get out that other door yeah are there bars is there is there is there but if you if you the time to think about that is not when their door is stuffed up against a tire wall yeah. it's when you're sitting at home in the garage and you should let if and you're you're in champ car it's even more difficult because you've got arrive and drive drivers who may have never yeah. sat in that car before so, well, so so you really got to think about that stuff
1: and, and that's another thing that I actually wrote down in my notes is that there's so many teams now today. Now, I'm from old chump car days where it was a bunch of friends right. for the most part that put together a car and went racing. Now we have an influx of arrive and drive teams. And I don't want to talk bad about arrive and drive teams because they are supporting Champ car oh, sure. to the fullest now. And thank you very much, arrive and drive teams. But you have drivers that are coming in And they'll be they'll show up on Saturday morning, like right before the race and never have seen the car before. Right. Um, One of the things and we've talked about this, I think, last year. One of the things I did was I put together a visual instruction sheet for my drivers. Right. When we first started our our racing, because I had a core group of drivers. But every now and then, Troy and I would switch drivers and he had his car set up the Troy way. Right. And Bill had mine set up the Bill way. Right. So they were always a little different. But um, we had pictures with labels with little arrows pointing down. Like, this is the off switch. Yeah. This is the on switch. This, now, this now, is the T thing you pull in case. But only pull it if the car's on fire. Now you can do your, a video. Fear for your life. Yeah. Now you can do videos because we only had paper back
0: then. Right. <laughs> Did you even have <laughs> but that? But you can do video. Yeah,
1: you can do that kind of you, stuff. You weren't and, writing on stone and, tablets? Yeah. No. Okay. No. It was, you know, mimeograph. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mimeograph.
1: <laughs> but... um but yeah so just basically yeah <laughs> but but basically show them where everything is right. on that car where the spark plugs are where everything is i mean hell we even put a we do a print out of the um wiring where uh, the hose diagrams where everything goes right. with the wiring diagram where everything goes in the engine bay in in the dashboard i have a little i print it out on post you know the the postage stickers that you put on a right you print out for ups i print them out on that just put them on a door yeah. put them on the 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 uh, hoods and stuff like that but you know you can also do that with color coding of your of all your buttons and switches and stuff but to show these guys over and over again give them at least a a lead-in as to what they're doing because pressing buttons is easy to do when you're sitting there with no helmet on in the car but when you're under pressure you've got stuff happening all around you and you need to get out of that car now right you need to know what to do. You need to know the process. And two
0: other things I'd say is if you can color code all of your buttons to be pressed and then make sure that the crew chief knows the colors so that if you're if you have that opportunity to say, hey, Bill, hit, hit hit the blue button, pull pull the red handle, you know, because yeah. sometimes the driver's not thinking straight at that point in time. No, it's, it's um, there's a lot going and, on. And, and the other thing I would suggest, and, and this is not going to be popular um but when you get that arrive and drive driver who shows up who's never been in a car before make sure make them get in the car and then get out fast yeah and well, we and and be ready to turn a drive arrive and drive driver away if they can't yeah because yeah. and that sucks and you you're going to lose your drive arrive and drive dollars but it's better than getting somebody hurt
1: the other thing is, if you don't fit in the car, and I'm not pointing at you or nope. me, but I've been in a car where it's tight. Well, and I've hit something and it's like, oh, and, yeah.
0: And perfect example, Bill. I, I asked you a couple months ago, can I, because you're taking the Opal to the, to the, to, well, to New I Year's. was, but yeah. Well, you were. You were going to go yeah. to the New Year's at Sebring with it, right? Yeah. And I said, and I said, Bill, can I, can I fit in your car? And you flat out told me no, you yeah. know, and that's fine. You know, I, I respect you more for that than trying to get me to come down and trying to squeeze my squeeze me in a car I don't belong in.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have a hard time in it. So it's it's right. You know, I had a driver that was bigger than me and though he won't say that, and I'm sorry, but he was a little bigger than me Yeah, and older and he could not get out of my car. And there's a great video of it. He right. could not get out of it. Because everybody on pit lane was recording my car on fire <laughs> sitting at a, during a red flag, not my red flag it was somebody else's red right. flag. And I caught on fire during a red flag. But, um, it's, uh, it's those little things that can happen so yeah. fast and you need to be able to get out of that car. And all it was, was we failed to test our drivers. Right, Can you get out of the car? And when he, when I was fixing the car and he was going, yeah, I can get out. Look, I can get out. I said, great, put your freaking helmet on and right. your Hans and your gloves and everything else you do and buckle in. And then he had a hard time. He had to remember he had to duck his butt down and then his head and do that. The other thing that was mentioned, Andrew mentioned this, was your window net latch. You know, I'm putting the window net on for the driver. I'm outside the car and I'm putting the window net latch on. Right. And some of those you can twist, you know, it's a little bar or whatever. You put it up in there, click, and it's facing outwards. Well. How's that going to help the driver if he needs to get out fast? Right. He's got to somehow reach sometimes blind because smoke fills up those cars quick. That's right. And he, you need to face that little window net thing or you know, your your latch for the window net. You need to have it accessible to to the driver. You know, yep. I like paint, I put that neon pink tape over everything that a driver needed to touch in an emergency. Yep. You know, it's it's it was an area that, you know, after my wreck. I kind of said, yeah, we need to reassess some of this stuff. And I looked at how some other teams are doing it. But, but yeah. I am. Um, um,
0: I was at Daytona once for the 24. And I was walking around for, you know, the day, the day, Friday through, through, the, through the garage. And um, it was one of the prototype teams were practicing with their drivers getting out of the car and doing driver changes. Um, and one of the drivers, I don't remember who it was, took an old face shield and duct taped over the whole thing. Because he wanted, oh, yeah. he wanted yeah. to be able to get out of the car blind. And I thought that was genius. Yeah. you know. And, um,
1: and, and that was something they would do in Lemon. I, I remember somebody doing in Lemon's, they would put a bag over their head.
0: Well, let's not do that.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> let's not Just do get that. get out of the car now. Uh, but but yeah no I now, thought it was one a great of, idea.
1: One of the things that I talked to the tech about was wouldn't you know I remember back in our lemons days when I don't know if they're still doing it but you would have when you went to tech cause you had to go to tech every race when right. you went to tech they you'd put a driver in buckle them up do whatever and they didn't allow uh, window nets they thought that was dangerous for some odd reason but they they uh, re, yeah don't don't mm? go you don't want to upset the lemons there's a lot of <laughs> Huh? um yeah um but they uh they would require you to belt the guy in and then they do that I just want my wife up she's gonna be all pissed yeah but they'd bang on the roof and you had X amount of seconds to yep. get out of the car and if you couldn't do it I think they gave you one more time but you had to practice you had to leave and come back and practice yeah yeah and uh we learned really quick put Troy Trulio in the car.
0: Cause he's tiny. Cause he was little.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was tiny and he could get out quick and he was fit and tiny. So that was always a good thing to do. Yeah. But you know, it was yeah. something that we did practice because we took our, our safety pretty seriously with our team. Sure. So, and I know others did as well. Sure. So, but yeah, All I, right. good, I think we need tip. to kind of get back to that is, uh, practicing your, your safety escape. And especially on, if you're an arrive and drive, it's your responsibility because it is your life. Right. To get in that car and practice escaping, and if the team owner says you don't need to do it, I'd start looking somewhere. Looking somewhere.
0: Else. Yep, I agree one hundred percent. All right, anything else, Bill?
1: That's it. We're uh, off to Road America, get a uh, couple days off again, and head over to Atlanta Motorsports Park for an eight plus seven hour, and still some uh, good spots open there. Uh if you uh need more information, email Jackie.sides at champcar.org. You can also go to our events page, our events calendar to get all that information, as events ups, the whole bit. And uh then we're off to I don't know, we're off in November. I know we're doing a bunch of stuff, but yeah. Thanks, guys. And uh again, thank you for supporting the club and uh, you know, buying the champ bucks. That really I it'll come out later but that really, really helped this company out in a huge way. And I want to thank everybody for that. All right. And, uh, yep. Yeah. So thanks guys. Cool. Thanks, Brian.
0: That's going to do it for another episode of inside champ car. If You like what you hear, subscribe to the podcast. You won't miss any episodes Share it on your social media channels, comment on the uh, champ car, Facebook page, new episodes every Tuesday night live on in, on the champ car live video channel on YouTube and on Facebook. Thursday mornings on the Racing Wire podcast network. He's Bill Strong. I'm Brian Polanski. See you next week.